think it starts streaming well before it shows up on there, man. Uh, welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jim Rugg, what week is it? January 5th. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Uh, to us from Cartoonist Kayfabe, to you and yours. Uh, it pretty eventful uh, week in terms of the channel this past week. We had a lot of good material showing up, man, from, from, uh, from Otomo to Miyazaki and... Everywhere in between, man. Took a look at the worst art in comics ever, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, everyone, not ours. <laughs> um, super thankful in uh, this new year. And, man, just in this past couple of days, there's been so much crazy, like, tr tragedy with celebrities. Jeremy Renner with a snowplow. Pittsburgh's own Damar Hamlin. Straight yeah, best on... wishes out to him and his family. Yeah, man. The McKees, the Camis, McKees Rocks crew. And uh, I already had my first stuff, uh, a funeral stuff to deal with uh, oh, no. in, in the family. Got a big family, and I will never bring up all the times that that goes on in a year. But heck of a way to start out a new year. And I say just uh, be very thankful for for what you have, for for your family, for the people uh, around you who support you and prop you up, man. It's a good thing to have out there. So here's the thing: we learned something about human nature uh, last week, Jimmy, because we had a, uh, a a funky negative title in the Cafe Weekly shoot. And we had a bigger stream than we've ever had. So we've learned a, a sick thing about human nature. And uh, I get it. It makes sense. So I'm soliciting uh, the kayfabers for give us your best uh, negative titles for future uh, kayfabe weeklies. <laughs> because we don't have much negative to say, really. But we're just, you know, manipulating the system here. So let's have fun while doing it. And uh, we'll, we'll keep these up uh, during our, uh, our recording sessions. Because uh, we have this new patreon where people can uh help support the channel in that way and it's been going fucking gangbusters uh the the sort of the way it works is uh you take a look in uh descri the description of our video you'll be able to to uh to find a link for that and uh we have several different levels what's going to happen is you're going to be able to get uh videos before everybody else and uh, at the highest level of contribution you're getting all the videos kind of as we upload them was it pretty seamless for you jimmy like the, oh, yeah, the, like, like adding that Nothing part to it to the, to the process man so no big deal for on on our end to to give that to the people who kind of support the channel i'll put something in the chat right now where you can uh go on over to the patreon support that thing and we uh live stream record the entire recording session so what happens is uh at the king cave vapor level you're able to see the exact comics and things that we're talking about before anybody, before we even edit those videos and upload them. And throughout that day, just new videos are, are popping up. And there are two, three videos up there uh, available to the pa the patrons that haven't been released yet. Um, so I'm calling for you guys to uh, hit that link, support the channel that way. Uh, nothing changes if you don't. Uh, jump on board the Patreon. Um, you're still going to get a fresh video every single day. It's just uh, you're not going to be the first one to see it. Um, but since we are pulling back uh, the, the weekly shoot, we're doing our thing here. I'm soliciting uh, thumbnail art for that from the crowd. We will credit you guys in uh, in the description below this video. And uh, used to get quite a bit of that good thumbnail art when we were doing this before. So it's, it's true. Yeah, that's always fun. It's a very creative community out there in the kayfabe audience. So fun to show that stuff off whenever we get a chance. And what I will say, uh, just to kind of tease the, the Patreon a little further, 
is that uh, we're going to be doing uh, a video commentary track, man, to uh, one of my favorite films, videos, I don't know what you call it, man, um, but it's going to be fun uh, with the dedicated audience kind of hanging out with the chat while going through uh, that, that flick. You could probably give the title, right? No, we'll te- no? tease it. All right. You te- right, tease right. it, man. Listen, the kid cavers favors gotcha. are going to know what it is. Fair enough. Before anybody else, man. Be a salesman, Jimmy. How was your week? It was good. You know, um, I don't know if you do New Year's resolutions or not, but man, my last year, I was thinking about it. And I think to have like an uninterrupted work month yeah. goes back to either March or April of last year mm, for me. No it was the most chaotic year not bad, but just there was always stuff going on from travel to I did a bunch of remods in my house. So people in and out. It's just this thing of constant distraction yeah. and constantly not having a routine. And, you know, I am so grateful to not have like the nine to five and a yeah. boss. But that schedule is one of the great tools for productivity. It's 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 required to be a it professional really artist, is. to be a professional artist. One of the most important things that you have to fucking nail is time management. Yes. Continue. So that is one of my big focuses. And uh, and this week I kind of got back on track, at least so far, with a couple of days of uh, standard work. And that's something that like, that is my priority this year. Yeah, good. Is uh, back on track in that regard. I talked to Marvel a little bit. You know, Hulk uh, Grand Design has been delayed. It feels like, I don't know, six times or something like that. Um, so I was getting frustrated and figured new year, let's reach out and see what's going on with that. So for everybody at home, here's some Hulk grand design updates. Uh, part of the reason for the delay is as we've talked about paper supplies are an issue, finding time on press is an issue. So they ended up printing in China, which pushes back shipping and all of that. At this point it has been printed and slowly is making its way here and, and eventually into your hands. And the reason that I say all this is If you want this book and you have not pre-ordered it or reserved it at your comic shop or Amazon or wherever you buy your books, if you want Hulk Grand Design, I'm I'm advising you, order that now. Grab that now. Reserve that at your comic shop now because who knows about a reprint? Yeah. You know, that thing is not an easy book to make and it takes a long time to get it back in print. And Marvel doesn't always reprint their books. So if you want one, I would say there's still time to pre-order it. So if there is a blessing in the delay... That might be it. If you want a copy, um, you know, make sure you let your comic shop know that so that you can get one of those books that's on the boat because um, they may disappear and they may they may not come around again for quite some time, if at all. So reserve those now. Um, I also talked to their uh, publicity guy, and uh, we're going to try to get one as soon as possible to uh, to preview on the show. So I'm looking forward to that part, and it'll give you another uh, another chance to see whether this is something you want to add to your pre-order list or not. But um, those are coming, and at this point, like, there's a finite number of them. So get your res- reservation in now. You know, you're talking to the publicity guy or whatever. Man, that, that reminds me of something to kind of piggyback off of a little bit of our conversation last week, which was about, you know, this sort of new possibilities for for uh, pursuing your, your career in comic art and things. And uh, one of the things that I left on the table didn't talk about was the fact that uh, sometimes you as a creator, because we have many, many creators who are watching in the in the on the you know, in their studios while drawing and things. If you have an idea in terms of promotion or format or publicity or any of that kind of stuff, man, even, you know, like print ideas that seem like a no-brainer to you, you simply must bring it up to the administration because the amount of times that I heard, and that's a fucking great idea, and the amount of times that I thought internally... Well, why don't you fucking think of it? 
because it is such a no-brainer. Why do I have to think of it? Why am I giving, you know, you guys a big chunk of the percentage? The amount of times that I've done that in my career is incalculable. So yeah. you, you have to you have to be that kind of squeaky wheel. There are exceptions to the rule. There are people who are just these like unicorn outliers who can just sit down, do the work and focus only on their work. That is a very small percentage of people. Um, I was going back to some of our weekly shoots and things and uh, the, uh, the, sh the shoot interviews that we've done in, in the past and the McFarlane one. Say what you will about the guy, man, with his delivery, whatever, man. But he has some real jewels. And uh, off the bat, he's first off, he's kind of the reason why we even do shoot interviews in a way. Like it was always kind of an idea, but we always had it in the, in the, on the back burner because just just recording the video and getting you to hear the audio <laughs> is, is, is a feat. Man, we're not AV dudes or fucking cartoonists. Uh, question one to McFarlane. Todd, you're the, like the one guy in comics who doesn't need us to like help sell books and you are the first guy to call us and ask to be interviewed on the cartoonist kayfabe channel tell us about the hustle and his whole thing was like you know like working for a company that wasn't doing any of that kind of and had no ideas you know he had the idea of like hey can we possibly get this gi joe comic i'm drawing on an army base you know <laughs> like he floated that question that a lot of people you know everybody's just trying to get by and you have your administrative people at these publishers and uh, so many people, certainly in a publicity part, overtaxed. It's one person, two people, if, you, if you're lucky, at a, at a bigger company. So you got to freaking help them out. You cannot leave it up to the fates to get your work out there. Yeah, these these people are definitely working uh, <laughs> extremely hard. There there are people at Marvel that I would like to do shoot interviews with because I'm always curious about this stuff. So anytime I'm interacting with an editor, uh, pub publicity, anybody, like I'm having a million questions for them, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how a machine of that size operates. But you're right, and you know it's not it's not malicious whenever these companies drop the ball or don't think of this stuff. It is human nature. So, you know, these ideas that you may have, even if they're obvious to you, you share those. Like, yeah. nobody's a mind reader. There's no Jean Grey on staff. So you want something done, like, bring it up. Almost everything that I asked for, I got, by the way. You know what I mean? So it's not that, it's, uh, that, that people are necessarily against this stuff because you don't see it happening. It may just be it never crossed their desk. It never crossed their mind. Maybe you thought of it and didn't say it. So, you know, say this stuff. Like, like I think we've said this a million times. Make them tell you no, because yeah. it doesn't happen as often as you might think. Like a lot of the stuff that I expect to hear no, you hear yes, and then it's like, oh, they called my bluff on this one. I got to deliver something. I mean, but that's, that's, that's a good thing. That's what that's you want. That's X-Men Grand Design, by the way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, ask for what you want. Be direct, be clear, and share those ideas. Like if there's something that you think is a good idea, put it out there. You know, even if it doesn't happen, it may lead to that, that idea being implemented in the future or may lead to a better idea being implemented. So have those talks, man. You know, we say it all the time. And it's not just before you sign that contract that you get to ask for anything you want. Like ask through the process, you know, be a good communicator, be a good collaborator. You guys are business partners when you work with a publisher. So it's in everybody's best interest to put out the best book possible to sell the most copies of those books and to make sure as many people as possible know. So Share that stuff, you know, be a good, you're a storyteller and a communicator if you're making comics. Apply those skills to the business side of it and uh, it, it'll pay off. Yeah, it's true, man. There are no uh, Jean Grays at these uh, publishers. And there's also uh, no Steve Jobs is, you know what I mean? No, no 
guy who's kind of like putting that word out, who's that editorial genius, who's making, you know, the decisions that, that push things forward. It's always up to the creators. And with some of the stuff that we uh, are going to be reviewing, like on the on the private stream in a little bit, one of those creators flat out says uh, the publishers are not going to push. The public is not going to push for innovation. It's completely up to the artist. And uh, that's that bears fruit, man. And by the way, isn't that part of what is great about being the artist? Like you're making stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes what you make isn't just on the page, but it is how that book gets released or how you make new readers. Um, you know, those kind of innovations are a big part of what an artist does. So I don't know. To me, that's that's a great thing. But only if you take advantage of it. Right. So make it part of the process, you know. Putting pen to paper on uh, on comics is, is good again, man. Like spent that month in Japan and it was uh, there was very little drawing being done while while out there, man. It was a it was a giant kind of battery charging experience because for the most part, I do keep my head down and uh, and, and, and drawing uh, all day. Um, so got home mid-December, every single day started laying out fresh pages for, uh, the next issue of Red Room. You know, there's going to be another Red Room trade and, and much bigger announcements to come beyond, uh, just, just, just Red Room in 20, in 2023. Um, but just, uh, the day before New Year's, which was the goal, you know, have this issue laid out before New Year's so that on January 1st. I can I can uh, I can get busy on the comic man and I got a couple of finished joints right here this is going to be the cover and it's one of those things where it's uh the cover is uh panel 1 of of the comic so you have this image here what I'm going to end up doing and you know it doesn't have the duo tone uh thrown on there yet uh but what I'm also going to do is you see those foreground hands I'm going to use white zips on the character in the back that's bound up looking at you mm -hmm. so that it pushes that character f further into the distance. I was looking at, uh, we were looking at Ganga, the, the Katsuhiro Otomo. I was gonna say, we've all been looking at it, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the cover for the original Tankobon of, of Domu is um, the little girl walking towards camera and rubble behind her, but it's white zips back there. And the way that it pushes that stuff into recession is is really really sharp one of the things that, that we learned with uh with ganga thanks to the kayfabe audience is that uh in some versions of that book came inserted a pamphlet with the translations of the interviews and i want to shout to the people out there who sent us copies of those interviews online it, extremely instructive stuff like i was reading one of them and it was around the, the domu period and the magazine that was serializing domu uh, folded, canceled, whatever you want to call it, and he was not done telling the story. So it's one of the first like Tankobon that had like a hundred extra pages to like wrap it up. He oh, wow. he he drew the rest of of Domu kind of in private and just included that in the Tankobon while he was finessing the rest of it, which pushes further that idea of like not being a serialized manga, which is something that he, that he that he talked about. Uh, in in so doing that. He was able to just uh, take his time and make a fucking masterpiece book. Can I, can I show page one of the comic? Please. Because, like, you saw, you know, this is panel one. Yeah. Hey, let's give it up to the fans. I don't know. Do you think they'd like to see page one? What do you think they tune in for here? <laughs> and then uh, page two is another splash where 
we see the the mask getting ripped off of our guy. You know, it's funny, man. I'm seeing I'm seeing the page through like with right. the, with the light, and I see that the face is askew a bit. <laughs> I need I need to flip that shit and and before I before I do the inking. <laughs> but it's going to be a pretty brutal brutal issue. It's going to be the end of the cryptocurrency keeper character, and uh, it's it's fun to get back to like churning out pages because like doing the uh, the rough the layout stage, it has its place you know has its fun but doing too much of it at once it starts to become a, a like not exactly a slog but you just get answer and answer to fucking draw to actually make the the, the final pages and, and that's where i get to be like this is like the, the cake period this is the fun period uh you, you don't get to listen to things while you're laying out pages it's almost complete silence where because you're just like in this world trying to think in in a reader's perspective is this clear is this not clear how to, what's the best way to tell this story and you cannot listen to anything i i feel like you can't even listen to like instrumental music uh while, while you're doing that kind of thing um but now at the drawing board where all the major thought work is done man i watched the last season of the wire i'm i'm uh re-watching some other like fun shows and stuff because like you also at the drawing stage you can't you can't like watch movies you haven't seen before either, because th- then you start watching them. Right. And uh, a lot of good storytelling has moments of lull, lulls when it comes to dialogue. So it's like you want to see what the hell's happening. You just can't do that. So you know, go rewatch The Sopranos in 2023. Go rewatch Breaking Bad in 2023. Uh, hang out with some old friends while you're drawing your fucking comics. Keeps you in a drawing chair. If you got nothing else to be like, I want to, uh, I want to put it out to the kayfabe audience, man. Like, I'm not going to show the insides of this thing, but one of the comics that I picked up in uh, Japan was, was this one right here. It's a kind of a doujinshi from Isisagawa, the, uh, the Japanese cannibal guy who, 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 who killed a fellow classmate in Ader in France, got put, got put in prison and the French people were like, fuck this guy, ship him out of here, man. Like. We don't want our tax money going to, to pay for this dude's room and board. They sent him away. I think his dad was a diplomat or his uncle was a diplomat in, in Japan or some shit. And through some weird pay, you know paperwork snafu something, dude was a free man. Mm-hmm. Like, got caught literally red-handed. He dumped this lady's body in suitcases and walked away. And people caught him that that second. And... Uh, it somehow got to be scot-free he died while while we were out in japan uh but like he made a comic and it, and the ethical question is can you even show this the interiors of this comic off uh on a channel like what what are the ramifications of, what what is that uh, i can i can comfortably say that he didn't get a, mo- a dollar from from me or anybody like like these comics they're sold out like it's secondary market stuff so it's not like his estate will, will make any loot but it's a fascinating piece of art. Like the 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 big thing that we would have to probably manage is like you don't want to be paying some douchebag compliments too right. much. You know, like if you're going through there and you see something that works or or you know something that you could pull from as as a cartoonist, you don't want to be praising some sucker. But as a as a document of fascination, I don't think I have anything uh, like a h- higher. In the in the collection, in a lot of ways, man, because it's like 
you know, if Jeffrey Dahmer made a comic, I would kind of want to read it. I would kind of want to see what that looked like, man. So I don't know if this is something that can be shown off, like on our on our regular like microscope views, but this is out there. And like people I, love auto bio. <laughs> it's auto bio. Yes, it is auto bio. Uh, and it's it's literally it's you're getting into the mind of a madman. Whenever we went out there, he put it he put an interview out a week before or a week the first week while we were there, and the interview is ta- just basically talking about how he yeah he's like yeah he's walking the streets of Tokyo, and and he was saying stuff like I don't know why you don't want to eat people, like I don't know why you don't want to eat your girlfriend or your boyfriend or something like that. Like, I think you, you're the weird one. And it kind of made, it kind of made a lot of people nervous because it, it, he's saying that in tandem with sentences that talk about like which train lines he's, he's, he's on and, and things like that. Um, but the reason I show it is because we, we did a, uh, a video about Comitia, which is the big Dojinchi festival. I was going to bring that around and, and <laughs> a subgenre. Yeah. Comics yeah. There. And, uh, and you, and you, uh, it, it would have been a perfect time to show it on that episode because you were like, Ed, you didn't get any of that cannibal manga because there was like, I, I said that there were like three, mm-hmm. uh, cannibal porno manga were like, and it was all by women eating their boyfriends. And you were like, man, you didn't bring any of that. And it's like, no, I did not Mia culpa, but I got some of the far more severe, while out there, and I got to give shouts to the Japan book hunter Koenji Sean. He has a he has a YouTube channel uh, where he he's he's got a business. You know, the dude was born in the states. We're gonna have him on the channel at some point. I like I wanted to go to his studio, but he is such a hustler out there. Uh, he grew up in the states till he went to uh, university, then and then moved to to uh, Japan. And he knows the books that we that we want. He's the connect, you know, he's the plug, he's the dude. Uh, so when he heard I was coming out there, he's like, well, what are you looking for? And I'm like, man, I was looking for this Issy Sagawa one when I was there last, couldn't find it. I was looking for this uh, two Tanko Bond set called Bakudon. First time I met the dude, he came, came bearing gifts. He's like, dude, I, got, I know all the places, I know all the tricks, I know it all. And uh, going shopping with that dude, it's fascinating as fuck because like what he'll do, he sells sets of Garrow magazine. He'll, it'll be like, here's 1968. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows, like, the play. You, you don't get this stuff at Mandarake. In fact, his business is, is uh, I sell the stuff that Mandarake doesn't, you know? So, like, he, he finds the wild shit, a lot of, like, horror stuff, a lot of that Arrow shit. And uh, he has the connects because he, he goes off into the countryside. Bring them on. Yeah. I, I, I love books, so yeah. that'd be, uh, that sounds like some, it sounds like a made up job. You know what I mean? Like, I love these kinds of things where people figure out like whatever it is they're most passionate about. And then like, how do you make that your life? Yeah. Bring this dude on. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because he was always a fan, but it was a consequence of COVID where the dude kind of jumped into this game, you know, as like added hustle, you know, like he's getting a little less work and he, he's a fascinating dude. He works for big companies. Uh, he's not a lawyer, but he looks over like English contracts and stuff to like, you know, like let, let the Japanese know like, you know, this or that, or, or get, get this clarified, get that clarified. Um, it's the hermit kingdom, you know? So like, there's a lot of that, 
they can easily have somebody who knows English, like, write the proper English words on signage and stuff, but they just don't worry about that. They get somebody who's, like, knows close enough. But Sean is, uh, he's f completely fluent in, in English. Like, he's, you would never know. Uh, and we had lots of, uh, conversation about Oxford commas. <laughs> and, and he's like, I'm a believer. And, like, I'm, I'm pro-Oxford comma. Impossible to explain to the Japanese businessmen. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried. And it's become to the point where... I say, you just have to let it be. You just have to accept it. There has to be a comma here. Yeah, there's pushback on Americans, too. Like, that's, that's not a commonly accepted thing. Yeah, you just got to get hosed one time or, or read one of those uh, articles where, you know, lack of a comma was the difference between, like, $15 million and $0. Yeah, it does make a difference. Uh, it's been in a few cases I'm aware of, so definitely something to keep your eyes on. Hey, I'll spin another uh, comic uh, update. Yeah. I mentioned that I was going to my, my uh, nieces and nephews, visiting them over, over the uh, holidays and taking some books with me. The big hit there was with the, uh, the niece this time. Usually nice. it's the nephews who read the comics, but I got comics for everybody. And uh, Phoebe and the Unicorn, or Phoebe and her Unicorn, was the big winner. And I would say, uh, I can't think of the cartoonist's name, but my niece kept coming up all weekend being like, read this part, read this part. Super into it. And I would say it was like Bill Watterson, Raina Taugemeier, and gosh, I'm probably forgetting another style or two. And who knows what influences what. But I'm yeah. just saying as an outsider never seeing this stuff, that would be my takeaway from it. But it was kind of cool to see, uh, I don't know, just to see kids like super into it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Like that's that's the thing. Like the, the, the fictional universe of, of Tokyo, Japan, man, and just seeing the legit, like everything you've read how excited people are about the comics medium. There's so much room to move. There's so much room to grow. And it is completely up to us uh, as as cartoonists, as creators, as the fandom, and as storefronts. I think fronts. it's much further along than we realize because we get in these, um, in silos. You know, like so much of my experience is direct market. And yeah. it's like you go on Webtoons and go, oh, no, there's a whole nother world over here. You go into the bookstore and go, oh, there's sections over here for these other readers. I think it's further along than I realize, and uh, so what? I, like I want this thing to to, to grow be, beyond our, my dream our wildest used to dreams. be. I want a comic for everybody. I think that may, that we may be there, and now it's a matter of connect those comics to that potential reader, um, because at least in my case, and I look harder than most. I had no idea even what's out there at this yeah. point. Yeah, I, I want somebody to who's who's who has the knowledge of American football to make a great comic that has american football as the main subject or baseball or a any of that stuff we went to an art show where uh it was just that to that tom sawyer looking fisherman kid uh in japan uh and all it is is fishing like all it is <laughs> is the dude going down to like the lake fishing catching a, d a bass and, we need and an american fishing comic that i'd get my nephew back on board yeah if I like could pull that out like uh we, we we need that stuff so like kind of circling back to some of the stuff that was said earlier is like you know if you have an idea it feels like a no-brainer like you know exercise that idea i think that goes with subject matter too and and like all you have to do is kind of be right and then you create a new genre that is explored in comics you know like if you are right if you are correct if you fill a void that is was you know hunt, hunting for material and you sell a bunch then now you just create a new wing of comics and we've all been kind of in that that same space in a lot of ways uh 
but if we all kind of extend a little bit and take a little shot, take a shot at some some other kinds of subject matter, it's only going to make things uh, grow. Just be right. Just make the best comic ever, man. Do it to death. Get that thing popular as fuck. Send it to us. Let us spread the word. And uh, we can continue growing the sort of uh, subject matter in, in uh, comics, man. Uh, Jimmy, we're, we're coming up to about a half hour. We got about five, six hours worth of recording for this week's videos that we have to do uh, in about 10 minutes. I'm going to put something out in the chat right there. There's the Patreon again for the King K Faber Patreons. They're going to join us in about 10 minutes and the live stream is going to stay live on the Patreon for those people who are ain't able to be up at, uh, you know, 8.30 a.m. Uh, East Coast time, United States. Uh, but they'll be able to check that out. And we're going to be updating uh, the videos on the Patreon uh, throughout the day as we edit them. But uh, very much looking forward to uh, doing our next audio commentary track, with which feels like a no-brainer flick. And I think there's going to be a lot of good conversation uh, to go with that flick, plus the material that we'll be getting from the chat room. And uh, six other... Uh, amazing comics and books yeah, and good secrets week. that it's we're going to be a be good year up. man it's yeah. going to be a good year yeah. I, I feel like uh, we keep broadening yeah you know you mentioned it, keeping that thing live for the people who aren't able to be awake at 8 a.m eastern standard time we've had quite a few of these topics that, that break down into uh where are you watching from yeah comics are international man oh big, big and, time. and so is cartoonist kayfabe so yeah it's going to be a good year no doubt about it and uh every week man it starts new so Let's go record some good videos. Yes, yes, yes. We just got into a talkative state. Jimmy, give these guys a marching orders. Let's get